gentlemen, episode 13 coming right at you. It is the new Wrestling Alliance. We mean business. You've been asking for it. We're going to give it to you. I'm the man, P1J Dub. To my right, your left is the man, the myth, known as Imp. What's going on, man? What's up, everyone? It's your boy, Imp, and the B is silent. B and brothers are silent. And to my left, your right, is my very good friend. Probably my very best friend. My best friend and guardian angel. To the left, again, his name is Darius Ichi. What's going on, big fella? What's good, good people? Welcome to the 13th episode. And we're going to jump right into it. Last time we left you off with our predictions. Now the pay-per-view has come and gone. Hell in the cell. Some very memorable moments. We're just going to do a quick review. Some of our favorite moments and maybe some of the lowlights. Ichi, you want to start us off? I would have to say that um, overall, I give Hell in a Cell a solid B. I would have to say that the Usos versus New Day was probably um, one of my favorite matches. Um, Not to mention Shane McMahon and Kevin Owens and the aftermath that happened um, with Sami Zayn. But definitely Usos and New Day stole the show, rocked it put on a phenomenal performance. I could say no more. Pure entertainment. I said more. <laughs> quiet, 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 quiet! I would definitely give the pay-per-view a solid B. The Uso-New Day match was amazing. The Shane and the KO match, it was good. What? I still think it could have been better. What? But I enjoyed Nakamura and uh, Mahal. I thought they put on a good show also. I was kind of underwhelmed. I probably give it like a solid C, C minus if it weren't for the Usos. What? I think the Usos New Day match was phenomenal. I think that that has been possibly the feud of the year that's been going on within 2017. They've put on a hell of a series of matches and Hell in a Cell really highlighted. I think they were innovative. I think they were spot on with their spots. I think they stole the show. I think that KO and I think KO and Shane was good for what it was. I think they teased more spots than what was actually what actually happened. And I think they told a good story on the top of the cell, which was great. I had higher hopes for Nakamura and Mahal, but I think that the win is still continuing to legitimize gender as a world champ. But overall, there was a it was a episode of SmackDown that I saw on Sunday. If you ask me, uh, yeah, I'll just to um, veggie back off of that Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon match. I would have to say that um, is Shane zero and two for <laughs> falling <laughs> off of the top of the cage. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it's it's to the point where it's like, all right, Shane, you gotta just like, you know, you're just you're not gonna ever hit this. Uh, spot. Yeah, he's becoming like Miz with that uh, yes kick. We're going to get to that later because the Miz is still awesome. But but, uh, but also, I was gonna say, um, yeah, for the Jinder Mahal and uh, Shinsuke Nakamura match, it does um, it did put Jinder Mahal in a position where he is. Um, become irrelevant and he is dominating as the world champion. I think that in advanced storylines and I think in advanced certain wrestlers, I think the issue when it comes to Shane McMahon in these big high profile matches is that there's nowhere to go for these wrestlers afterwards here because it's not like Shane is a 
long-term wrestling character, you can still have that authority conspiracy thing going on, but it has legs, but for so long. You want to see you want to see the matriculation of a feud build up, and Hell in a Cell was like a came out is more of a one off than it is a build or to advance one or multiple competitors. Like I don't, I don't know. think I'd, it added a layer. I'd have, of to, shit. I'd have to disagree with this time. I feel like uh, it actually <laughs> brought Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn back together, and without this match, it wouldn't have happened. It was the perfect opportunity for that to happen. My best friend. Yeah, no, I no, I totally agree. I, I I agree. I more I more so mean it in a sense of with Shane ver compared to now with it, now it's and it's a good sh- and it's a great shift. Ko and uh, Ko and Sammy because it adds a layer to Sammy. So, but now again, where does Ko go from here? Yeah, he's back with Sammy, but where do they go? We had we know that we're interested in Sammy because it's something different. Well, I'm hoping hoping that now Kevin Owens will be the Chris Jericho to Sammy Zayn's KO. Yeah, I was actually just about to say that. I think with the build-up with um, KO headbutting the hell out of um, Vinny Mac Daddy and that storyline really pushing for his, uh, his match with Shane. Then the whole aftermath with Sammy Zayn pulling uh, KO off of um, the Spanish or German announce table. Uh, I think that it definitely puts Kevin Owens in that position where he is the Chris Jericho and Sami Zayn is the Kevin Owens. Um, and that build up for that friendship is it, sh- it should be pretty entertaining on, on Tuesdays on SmackDown. Um, I will also like to say that that triple threat match um, at Hell in a Cell, Baron Corbin, AJ Styles, Ty Dillinger. Um, I was happy to actually see my boy um, Baron Corbin get the W and become the new um, WWE United States champion. Uh, you know, since he got robbed for his uh, money in the bank. <laughs> but um, also, also, because I know, you, I know, but Man. also his music. <laughs> His music, his new, <laughs> his new theme music is actually pretty dope, and hopefully, it's the if only, he builds his entertaining about him. Yeah, I mean, but I was gonna say, like, if he does um, build up a little bit more and he has a great WrestleMania moment, I can see him walking out with fire and um, a woof. <laughs> <laughs> Triple threat match was phenomenal. No pun intended. Actually, pun intended because it was made because. Who was the U.S. champ? A.J. Styles. A.J. Styles has elevated Baron Corbin's game. A.J. Styles has allowed Ty Dillinger to get a pay-per-view match. It's what A.J. Styles does. A.J. Styles is is now turning into the John Cena workhorse type guy who's going to do whatever for the brand because he's the best at what he does. It's the franchise will shine now. now. <laughs> AJ Styles is just killing it, and I think that Corbin is a beneficiary, and I think that now it's rather than what they what they tried to force with the money in the bank, now he can actually hone himself and become a better heel for when it is time for him to elevate his game. The ball's in his court, Baron Corbin. I'm willing to invest a little bit of time into him. He's still boring Snorbin to me. <laughs> so now we are getting our patented. New Wrestling Alliance. 
We mean business. Hot seat going on. And what you gonna do? Imp, are you ready, man? I'm ready. E.G., are you ready? I'm ready. So, this hot seat topic is, what is your favorite Hell in a Cell moment now that this pay-per-view has passed? Pat, favorite moment could be from the first Hell in a Cell match all the way up to the Usos in a New Day. Ichi, you got the ball first. I would have to say June 28th, 1998, King of the Ring, Hell in a Cell, The Undertaker defeating Mankind. That was by far one of the best uh, matches. I actually have it on VHS uh, tell you how seasoned I am. Um, but when he tossed Mankind <laughs> off of the top of the cage, um, the thumbtacks, the commentary with Jim Ross and Jerry the King Lawler, um, uh, who was that? Uh, Terry Funk <laughs> coming out of his shoes. Um, just the whole entire match was, uh, it really puts you in the feel for the, for a Hell in a Cell match and what was expected um, for future Hell in a Cell matches after that. Damn it. I was really hoping to go first so I could have said that was my favorite. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I'll, I'll just go with my second favorite then. Uh, I would have to say uh, 1997 Hell in a Cell match. Uh, the debut of Kane. I feel like uh, nobody's ever made a debut like that. The whole coming to the ring, ripping off the cage door. Handling the Undertaker, I was just—it was just amazing to me. And much like you, Amp, you just took my hell in the cell. Because Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, Triple H, the Generation X, and finally being more of a main event. Shawn Michaels again being who he is, five-star match defeating the Undertaker, maintaining his WWE WWF Championship at the time. Damn, now I got to think of a solid, I got to think of a solid one. You know what? It might be one. It would be Hell in a Cell, Undertaker, and Edge. That's I think that one. series of matches, and I think that's called those series of matches and the culmination of Edge, who, when in time, is a hardcore wrestler. He's going to take those hardcore bumps and bruises. He's going to be, he's that, yeah, he's that old school wrestler, and he was able to get the best out of the Undertaker. Out of the out of an aging Undertaker, if it were, I if it weren't for anyone else, I thought that Edge was uh, he was the one who I in my, who started off the whole um, streak, um, putting an emphasis on the streak, streak versus streak, and then how it culminated to Hell in the Cell and what and what that how violent it was. Easily my number two behind Shawn Michaels and uh, the Undertaker. So that's three for the Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> True, true, true. <laughs> the streak lives. <laughs> <laughs> and now that we're done with Hell in the Cell, there was another pay-per-view that's happened. TLC. Huge pay-per-view, huge implications. We're just going ahead and talk about it. What was your favorite moment? What was your low moment? And how would you grade TLC? Imp, ball's in your court. Start us off. Man, I was not a fan of TLC at all. Um... I'll probably I'll probably give it a C minus, maybe a C. I'll give it a C only because you know, Oscar was there. <laughs> but I'll probably say my favorite moment. 
um, is seeing the goofy grin on uh, Angle's face when he came out with the shield. Uh, worst moment. Oh, man. There was a lot of worst moments. <laughs> I'll probably go with uh, the Alexa Bliss and Mickey James match. I just found it very, uh, very boring in general. I mean, Mickey James did her part, but I just... I feel like we saw this match like five times already. I was kind of worn out. I would have to say that um, I did like the last match. I would have to give it overall. Um, I have to agree with Amp a solid C. Um, the Kurt Angle, you know, the whole um, curveball because of the illness due to Roman Reigns. Um, Does it look like I give a rest ass about Kurt Angle? It was, it was okay, the match. It wasn't like one of my favorite matches, but I have to say maybe Finn Balor and AJ Styles, that match was uh, pretty uh, pretty damn good. And even though it wasn't even supposed to be on the original card, but um, I would have to say that that probably saved the pay-per-view. Um, my least favorite moment was uh, Jason Jordan interrupting... Um, um when he he just kept interrupting him and it was just very odd that now jason jordan is just wearing shorts and he was just throwing vegetables from uh the shopping buggy it was it was just it was strange and that was like my least one of my least favorite uh moments and they put sasha banks on the (laughs) pre-show like she's freaking miz (laughs) 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 ha ha gotcha well, TLC, TLC to me, I would say like a B plus, oh, B, oh, excuse me, C plus, B minus. I think that my favorite moment hands down was Valor AJ. Uh, the whole indie scene for me was um, like awesome just to see like them come to this culmination and to have a very, to have a very competitive match. And still leaves a lot left on the table that you can revisit this. There's money left out there. This was just a this was just a small sample size, and it's right up there with potential match of the year candidates. My least favorite moment, oh man, yeah, I would have to go with um the whole Mickey James Alexa Bliss. I think the program's been was handled poorly, and it was a well wrestled match. It was it's just been I was much more. It's like done to death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it, yeah, rinse, wash, and repeat. Like it's, it's, it slowed down what should have been a high-paced pay-per-view. Um, but, I would have know, to, I would have to say that, um, um, even one of the ones that kind of like snuck up on me that was actually okay, and I would have to say was Enzo, um, <laughs> uh, defeating Kalisto, but whatevs. <laughs> I could have saw that on Raw. I didn't like or t- or like two hundred five live. <laughs> yeah, or, or yeah, or that. I mean, it's. I appreciate the fact that they're trying that they're investing in programs, and Enzo's going to do is is going to do two hundred five live justice by carrying it, but because he can just talk forever, and they have limited matches. But for me, I think when I think of a pay per view, I want to see. Well wrestled matches, complete finishes, advanced storylines. 
even with the stuff thrown together, I think that it was I think that it was handled poorly. You could have saved some of the reveal. You could have had a true quote unquote mark out moment with hey the shield and the shield the shield with two guys. They and talking about a Hall of Famer, but then waiting for it, and waiting for the music to hit, and then as soon as Angle's music hits and the crowd goes wild, but then instead you just announce it on the internet show like it like or, or like one fifty three p.m. Yeah, they could have gave it that um, Hardy Boys moment from WrestleMania with uh, Kurt Angle participating in the match. Then when Kurt Angle put on <laughs> the Shield gear, it just you know, it was just like, all right, you're just reliving one of your, like, you know, old man moments, you know. Quiet, quiet. I thought there's anything wrong with being old because Ric Flair is still wrestling like a 90. Wrestling with life. Quiet, quiet, quiet. I, I just feel overall the pay-per-view was just very lackluster. Like it was a big pile of meh. Meh. M-E-H. And I'm, I'm you know, maybe... <laughs> probably Roman wouldn't even be able to save this pay-per-view, you know? But I think with with Roman in it, since it was supposed to be the S.H.I.E.L.D. reunion, I think that it would have been a perfect time to see the S.H.I.E.L.D. just dominate um, <laughs> those five guys. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean... I think The Miz was awesome in the showing. Meh. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that he was in it. <laughs> I know. Right? I was thinking more of Braun Strowman and um, you know the the bar. We don't just set the bar; we are the bar. And Kane, Kane came back. <laughs> How can we forget that Kane? I actually like uh, yeah. uh, Kane being back though. This this version of yeah, Kane. I guess we. I yeah, I guess we. I guess we get Monster Kane now. He's been gone. Like I guess he, he's been gone long enough that. There's a, that are new viewers that don't know this monster, so now he's super keen again for like I guess a month and a half. <laughs> and he's and again. and he right and he's ch- and he's talking again. He's not using the little voice box. Hey, hey that I'm, voice box was amazing. It was cool, but. <laughs> I'm I'm excited. I'm here for this Kane. And the look that he gave when Braun Strowman got up when he um when he pushed all those chairs from the top ceiling. <laughs> the look that Kane gave was priceless, man. Oh, just I, I you know, I really hated how long it took for that garbage truck to get there though. That that thing was backing up forever. <laughs> It was it was it was gimmicky. That's the thing. That's the thing. It was gimmicky. I think the thing is, if you're gonna have a gimmicky match, you didn't have to have cheesy Kurt Angle and Shield gear. It was just it was just handled poorly. It was it was it everything. It it checked off every box, but like you said, it was it was the freaking truck. It was the freaking chairs. It was it was so it was cool, but it was like I don't know. I mean, and also, I think that's. And what, all- I was going to say, and also another thing about the TLC pay-per-view is that that was the only match that had tables, ladders, and chairs in it. <laughs> it that The name of the pay-per-view is TLC. They could at least had a table um, and <laughs> the Alexa Bliss they're, and Nick James. Right, and I'm just yeah, like, you know, they, they could have at least had match. that. You know, Alexa Bliss could have went through a table or something. Yeah, I mean, that easily could have been a table match. It was, shoot, Elias and uh, freaking Jason Jordan could have been a table match with all the freaking food that he was throwing. He was getting off the and table. They, 
And they appeared like three times on the pay-per-view, which was Yeah, came off very filler. If it weren't for AJ Styles, he saved that pay-per-view. I think AJ Styles is putting in his bid for being number one wrestler of the year. I feel like they should have Yeah, but at the same time, I don't want them to to John Cena him. I don't want them to John Cena him too much. Now, I'm excited to see AJ every single night, but at the same time, you know, you know, well, they're not, they're not John Cena in him. He, he can't yet. He to John Cena yet because he has. He's not. He's jobbing to these guys. He flew. He flew freaking twenty hours to wrestle a twenty-five minute match with Finn Balor just to lose. To come right back out to have another match on Monday. He got the pin. Then to have an, and then to have another match on Tuesday. Brandon was uh, against the Singh brother, and we'll get in there. We'll go. We'll get to that later. That match was like two twenty <laughs> seconds. <laughs> Hey, man, that's a lot of traveling and still gearing up. I guess that's why he gets paid the big bucks. Yep, and he should be getting some ice cream bars. <laughs> so now that we've closed out TLC, let's go ahead and knock out one more hot seat. And what you gonna do? Ichi, you ready? That I am. And how about you? You ready? Yes, sir. Next hot seat topic now that we're closing out this chapter. What was what has been your favorite TLC moment from 1998 all the way up until now 2017? Imp, you get the ball this time. Each year started off last. What you think? I'll, I'll go with uh, WrestleMania 17, uh, April 1st, 2001, where uh, Edge spears Hardy while he's dangling from the the, the uh, what do you call those things? The rung? Yeah. Yeah. The, the brass ring? <laughs> yeah, the brass ring. <laughs> I feel like that's one of the most uh, iconic moments of uh, the TLC to me. I always remember that. Took mine, damn it. <laughs> yeah, you actually took mine, too. Um, <laughs> so, since if you want to take my favorite TLC moment, I'll talk about my other favorite TLC moment. John Cena versus Edge, Toronto, TLC match, world belt, Edge wins, John Cena goes over to SmackDown, if Cena wins, he wins the world belt, it was the atmosphere, so it was Edge as a heel, but going over to Toronto and being the face, like having that face reaction, and the whole country against Cena, it was great, then this was during the era of this was the thug of basic thugonomics john cena it was a tremendous atmosphere it was a great match well wrestled i think edge i think edge thrives in these matches and i think more than jeff hardy what has made this has made the tlc match his mainstay as the main eventer but that to me was a phenomenal TLC match outside of WrestleMania 17. <laughs> I'll say um, last year's uh, TLC AJ Styles versus Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose has actually been in <laughs> two uh, in the past two years. Um, I'll have to say that that match was actually um, pretty good. More for AJ Styles because he's nothing but phenomenal, but. Even Dean Ambrose in that match. Um, Boring, mean. Yeah, whatever. But low um, energy, low energy. Well, it was high energy because it was a match with AJ Styles. So, it is what it is. So with so with TLC going by going by, we go ahead and shift gears over to 
one of the big four Survivor Series. Some headline big main of main matches for the Survivor Series. But before that, we can before we announce that, let's just talk about Raw and how and what we saw. We saw Brock Lesnar's answer to Jinder Mahal. We saw SmackDown taking over, and we got to see AJ Styles on Raw. What were some of the What were some of the good moments for Raw? And what do you want to see going forward? Ichi, you got it. I would have to say um, more of seeing like AJ Styles on um, on the Raw show. I didn't necessarily care for the ambush. But it was kind of cool, Seth Rollins and uh, Dean Ambrose <laughs> ju- jumping um, from from um, the heights above onto all the SmackDown um, performers. Um, uh, also, um, I'm a huge fan of Elias, um, so I like I like that part of uh, Raw. Yeah, I felt about Raw the same way I felt about TLC. It was very lackluster. Um, I did enjoy the siege because um, it was just funny to see all the raw superstars caught off guard and then getting jumped. But I still don't understand what the siege is supposed to be about. And the whole Survivor Series thing is kind of played out to me now because there's really nothing up for grabs other than bragging rights. But hopefully they try to do something creative with it. Yeah, I think I was I was a fan of the siege. I'm it's it's hard to invest in it because I've seen so many invasion angles. More on that in our next episode. But it was it was well done. I think it was. I think like you hit the nail on the head. What is the incentive for SmackDown defeating Raw at Survivor Series? What's gained? Uh, do you get a do you get a pick of a person from Raw to go into SmackDown, and why would that person want to go to SmackDown after you just beat them? <laughs> it's it's still not clear, other than hey, we're fighting for I guess bragging rights, but that needs to be cleared up. I was a big fan of Paul Heyman's promo with Brock Lesnar. I think Paul Heyman alone will elevate Jinder Mahal to even higher heights, and. I also think that Jinder Mahal will hold his own because he's not fit. He does not have to be quick-witted against Paul Heyman, but he can talk on a talk shit on a completely separate episode and command the attention that he wants. It's. I think that's. I think that's going to be a great dynamic. Some of the things about Raw that I just Raw is just too damn long. <laughs> Because because they're quality wrestled matches, but now you have extra filler matches or extra talking segments that just don't make any point, make any sense. And you have Enzo um, <laughs> Maney being the closer for like three, four weeks in a row, um, which I haven't necessarily been upset about. But at the same time, it's kind of like it's Enzo ending, you know, ending. Monday Night Raw, as in, you know, as opposed to either like The Miz, who, you know, has been like one of the top talkers on the show, or even Roman Reigns. Um, hopefully he's back soon from the mumps. But, you know, it's just like, um, is this what we've, you know, come to? Is Enzo is, uh, you know, like our closer for Monday Night Raw?
I don't know what they're trying to do. It's and you know it might it might be going back to that old school feel where they packed the bulk of the stuff, the main event in between, and then the closers were just those either up and coming wrestlers like the Rockers and the Hart Foundation back in those days, and then they would, that becoming the draw enough for them to move up the ranks. If that's the case, cool. But so three hours right after a pay-per-view that was already three hours plus a pre-show, it's hard to keep up with that stuff and still have a podcast like this and make it fruitful. WWE, hear us out. Two hours, 9 to 11.05, like I usually do. I wish Paul Heyman had named some minorities in that list of champions. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, he's also, he's named The Rock and The Rock numerous times as Brock Lesnar's beat him. He could have threw Eddie Guerrero in there. Yeah, he could have. Yeah, he could have. Um, I mean, not a minority, but he could have um, uh, included Bret Hart. Brock Lesnar didn't beat Bret Hart. Oh, never mind. Brock Lesnar also didn't beat Bruno San Martino. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Only on 2K17. Only on 2K17. Shawn Michaels, you know. Shout out to the Heartbreak Kid of Shawn Michaels. But let's go ahead and switch gears over to SmackDown. Because after Hell in a Cell, Sami Zayn added a new layer to himself. He is now full-blown heel, and he is the douchiest of heels. <laughs> M, I know you have a lot to say about douchey Sami. You got the mic first. Yeah, I would have to say douche Sami Zayn is the best version of Sami Zayn that I've seen yet. Um, his This just adds a new side and gives a way more storylines for him to be in. Um, then his renewed friendship with Kevin Owens. Uh, I just hope they move this in the right direction because uh, he definitely needs some championships under uh, um, on his belt. Yeah, I have to say that he definitely went from my favorite mid-card jobber, Sammy Dane, to my favorite... <laughs> douchebag douche Sami Zayn um, I'm, I'm, enjo- I'm enjoying this even like the way that he was um, his with his promo on Tuesday with uh, Shane with Shane McMahon um, I, he needs he needs a belt and I think that that would be a great plus for uh, the douchebag Sammy you know who he needs, yeah. who needs to take it from Gender. <laughs> <laughs> You've been say Corbin. <laughs> yes. Born Snorbin. Snorbin. Yes. Well, I mean, <laughs> you, can't, you can't have this hill on hill. You know, I'm just making an excuse. But you can't have this hill on hill. I mean, no. But it'll, it'll be hill on douche. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I definitely do agree. It I think can't you work. It, it'll have to be after uh, Thanksgiving. It'll have to be after Survivor Series. Yeah, I, I need to see the Miz get Molly Watt by Baron Corbin. Oh, man. We know the Miz is going to win that. I don't even know if Baron Corbin's going to have the U.S. belt going into Survivor Series. It might be Miz yeah, versus that's what I just said. I, Yeah, that's what I just said. I said that he needs to... It, it definitely needs to be Miz versus 
Baron Corbin. I don't know about Ty Dillinger. I guess that'd be an okay match as well, but I would rather see uh, Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin's not even going to be in the match. He's going to lose <laughs> the U.S. belt. Then he's going to then he's going to be on Team SmackDown. He's going to screw over Team SmackDown because he doesn't deal with anybody. Yeah, it's definitely going to be the Miz versus Sin Cara. <laughs> 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 Oh man, but yeah, and no, I think that I do think that heel Sammy gives him a layer that allows him to finally win a belt. It can be a secondary belt after Borns Norman drops the belt to somebody to somebody else. Who knows? But I, or it could be the fact that it could be KO and Sammy actually being tag cha- um, tag team champs. They make a hell of a tag team if you don't remember their Ring of Honor days as Kevin Steen and El Generico. So. I think that Douche Sammy is hilarious. He's going to get underneath a lot of people's skin very quickly. And I think this is a successful act he can ride out for him to be, as Ichi says, from your favorite mid-card jobber to your favorite jobber before the main event. But there were also some other things that went on in SmackDown. We had an agreement between Dolph Ziggler and the glorious one, Bobby Root. Two out of three falls coming up. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Does anybody else have any um, high expectations for this? No, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> they're they're really ruining Bobby Roode, in my opinion. Yeah, like, they are. They they called him up from NXT to go against Dolph Ziggler. Like, why? Dolph Ziggler is like a black hole of talent. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm honestly more excited to see Rusev. It's <laughs> Rusev Day. <laughs> hey, Ru- I'm more ex- yeah. I I love it's- Rusev's uh the thug outfit on Monday Night Raw though. The little- Yeah, I did too when he was with the Usos. <laughs> I did too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like yeah, Rusev, get that. Yeah, yeah Rusev, that. I think is finally getting the respect that he deserves. Um, that program that he had with um, Randy, <laughs> I felt like they definitely just uh, they needed to have Randy win that program. But Rusev, um, he's funny. Um, he can perform in the ring. Um, he's great as a heel, and he's pretty fun. Like I said, he's he's. He's hilarious, but um, it's good. I I love to see what their what their next steps for Rusev is gonna be, and Rusev Day. It's Rusev Day. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I, I I I understand why you're why you're indifferent about Ziggler versus Rude. But I think this is just a really, again, like just one of those little starter feuds. Remember, same thing happened with Nakamura. Nakamura's first feud was with Ziggler. He's just that guy to just get talent over in a well-wrestled fashion. I think that, obviously, the money's in the heel route, but you, know, you they had to embrace for the call-up and automatic cheers because he was finally called up. He no matter how much of a heel he's going to be, he was going to get cheered on, and you don't want to have that dynamic because it's because at that point it's uh, it's just throws things off. So it's kind of like I feel like they're going with the flow, and I think that they're introducing Bobby Roode and his move set until he flips, and then he turns into that mega heel that SmackDown needs. That's going to be going one on one with AJ Styles, like we're watching freaking TNA. 
You don't have to take up for them. Just tell the truth. They're lazy. The, the writers are lazy, and they don't have anything for them yet. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They don't. They they don't have anything for them yet until they finish listening to this podcast again. <laughs> yeah, but it's. I mean, but okay. So here's the question too: What are they gonna do with Ziggler? You know, it was fun, and you know. Hanky danky to see him dressing up as his favorite wrestlers um, and coming out to their entrance music. But it's, you know, what gives? You know, what's after this for, for Ziggler? <laughs> yeah, and if he's like not, the king. If he's not going to you know? fully commit, Ziggler! <laughs> he should yeah. at least fully commit to those interests and do a different interest yeah. every time. Like, other than this, you know, his same garbage music and then no music at all walking out. It's like, yeah, I he's going to end up going to Raw. And even, I tell you this much: if he comes out, <laughs> yeah, if he comes out with CM Punk, I'm gonna just fucking flip my wig. I'm gonna go bananas because that would be a cue to bring CM Punk back. He's not coming back, bro. Yeah, he's training for his next uh, UFC loss. I'm gonna lose, Punk. Yeah. Hopefully after this loss, he'll be back. That about wraps it up here at the New Wrestling Alliance. We still mean business. I am your man, P1JW. But before we close out, I want to just remind you, we are on social media. We are on Twitter at we are NWA. On Instagram, New Wrestling Alliance. And you, Wrestling Alliance. You can find us, follow us, comment. Because we know, we, we know you're there. We hear you. Sorry for the delay on this podcast. We're going to have a lot more. We're going to have some special guests and a lot more interactive things. Got any final words? Yeah. Please, WWE, come up with some type of creative (laughs) storylines for Survivor Series. Because you're really, like, I could probably take a vacation from wrestling right now and then come back after Survivor Series and nothing important would have happened. Uh, the only thing that I would like to say is it's Rusev Day. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, thanks for listening. This is in our 13th podcast. Um, Black Lives Matter. Black wrestlers matter. Um, let's go Enzo. I'm on the Enzo team now. <laughs> the um, Yeah. And um, yo, that uh, Alicia Fox looked very impressive uh, on Sunday. Um not a, I'm sorry, not a well, yes, but um, I'm sorry, but uh, Emma, not the not even the Muppet, the puppet Emma, but the regular Emma, she looked very um, impressive in the ring versus Oscar. So, big ups to Emma and Oscar, Emma, of course, Oscar. I think, yeah, so once again, Twitter, we are NWA, New Wrestling Alliance, and you. I am the man P1J Dub. Thanks for listening to episode 13. Comment, like, hashtag WWE. See you soon. This is awesome. It's Rusev Day.